Finally, welcome back to the Hampson on Hockey podcast, as always, presented by ChasingAPuck.com, your home for UK hockey news, views and opinions. This one is a lot later than I anticipated initially. Um, technical issues last week meant that every time I tried to record last week's episode, I was kicked off the system because my laptop is awful. Um, I've had to do a factory reset on it and it's taken me a while to actually get it back to usable condition and it's still not usable so I'm recording this one back on my phone not using my fancy equipment again. Uh, Also a couple of personal issues going on and also last week towards the back end of it suffering really badly from man flu pulled through though I'm all good I'm on the mend Uh, so that's gonna be uh, in the rear view mirror hopefully and we'll have a healthy December now. But, you know, I know it's a bit outdated, uh, but still can't exactly skip over what happened against the Belfast Giants. Uh, just a poor, poor weekend for the Cardiff Devils. Um, second best all weekend. Giants credits to them, they were great. They had a great performance all weekend long. Uh, they didn't really put a foot wrong at all. Um, I said on the stream that it sort of appeared as though... Uh, the Devils had come into that weekend preparing just for two games, and the Giants had came in uh, preparing for an occasion, which uh, I think between these two teams now, they are going to be occasions. They're going to be big spectacles. Fans are going to get really into it. We'll touch on that a little bit later on. Um, but, you know, the the Giants, they knew what a four-point weekend meant, and it, it did have that a bit of extra to it because they came in on a four-game losing streak, and it, which they were desperate to snap, which they did. With a four-point weekend. Um, I think the for Adam Keefe, he's going to be unhappy uh, with how Saturday's game went. The fact they allowed the Devils to get back in and admittedly steal a point from that one. Because to be honest with you, I thought that that weekend the Devils didn't deserve a point at all. Um, I thought that if they were going to get a point, it would have been Sunday. But... Belfast had learned from Saturday night. They had learned how to close the game out, how to make sure the Devils can't mount a third period comeback again. So credit to them. They they obviously learned from Saturday, implemented it absolutely perfectly, helped a lot by Shane Owen as well, who was absolutely outstanding for the Giants on Sunday. And credit as well to Stephen Murphy. He did a very, very good job in the first game on Saturday. So overall, I think that Adam Keefe, he's going to be a bit unhappy about the comeback that happened on Saturday. But overall, I think he's going to be proper made up. Obviously, they've had a bit bit of a hiccup since, but after that, you always want to get that first win against the team that you beat to the league title, especially when you're going up against each other in Challenge Cup uh, action as well in a couple of weeks' time. Um, for me, one person who really stood out for the Belfast Giants was Bobby Farnham. Uh, I expected him to play physical, which he did. I expected him to get under the um, Devils players' skin, which he really did. You could tell that him and Sean Bentevodio really uh, weren't getting on with each other at all. But I thought that other than that, you know, he proved himself as a solid, solid playmaker as well. He had a great assist on, I think it was Liam Reddick's goal, uh, which was a breakaway backhand on um, Ben Bounce, which I thought Reddit so just a good goal, but that assist was absolutely perfect. Played it right, uh, a perfectly weighted pass between the skate and the stick of Gleason Fournier to set Liam Reddick's up on that one. So I thought he had a very good game, and he's a very impressive player, uh, especially considering his past is more of a, an enforcer, more of a physical guy. It's good to see a guy like that proving people wrong, proving that you know he may... Here's my contention. In this day's, uh, in like the modern era NHL, 
even if you are a fighter when you get there, at some point you played hockey to prove that you deserve to be in the NHL at some point. So he's clearly shown previously that he has got good talent and he's shown it uh, last weekend as well. So credit to him. I thought he had a good um, weekend. There was two suspensions as well. Uh, Massey Marimaki getting a two-game ban for slew footing, which was the absolute correct call. Um, correct call on like to give him the game misconduct and I knew straight away he was going to be earning supplementary discipline uh, the other one Sean Bentavodio with a high stick on Liam Reddick's I didn't catch it in real time I only caught it on the replay and straight away I thought it was going to be contentious and looking at the uh, the report from Dops I think that was uh, absolutely spot on once again by them. And just goes to prove something I said in episode 12, which you should check out because I did an entire uh, episode about why I think the, the Department of Player Safety are doing a uh, good job. So obviously after the Belfast weekend, there's a lot of conversations to be had, uh, a lot of things to correct, to talk about heading into this weekend where the Devils played the Sheffield Steelers away and Glasgow clan at home. That's not an easy weekend to follow up. You're not playing teams that you think, you know, okay, we got we got a very good chance. You're playing teams you're going to have to battle against. And um, to be honest, I think if you're a player, after a weekend like you had against Belfast, you want that. You want to be um, going into a week where you can prove yourself and get back on the horse. Because I thought Saturday, especially against the Giants, just awful performance. The first five minutes was good they started strong but then there were so so many awful unforced errors especially in the in the defense they're trying to overhandle the puck they couldn't really solve how to get past the trap that the giants were playing and the fact they're sending their four checkers so aggressively as well it wasn't like they were just playing one man high they were playing one man on the body of the puck carrier every single time and the devils didn't have an answer for it there was a lot of uh just stupid pass attempts that you don't need to make in that game you just need to try and keep what you're doing simple when you're not when things aren't going right it to me I thought the Jardine Morrison line was brutal on Saturday but it's weird because every other time they've been paired together I think they've been fantastic especially this weekend I thought they were absolutely fantastic together this weekend um but that night it just didn't go well for them. It seemed on Saturday that it was an off night for a few too many players, which really cost the Devils. But what really cost the Devils is the fact that the Giants were just a superior team all weekend long. But that is just a quick overview of uh, last weekend against the Giants. Um, I mentioned earlier we'll get to the fans, so may as well just get that out of the way now. Um, and this also stems into... Something that's happened recently as well, uh, which involved the Devils, but didn't involve Devils fans as much. So Saturday night against Sheffield, obviously, I didn't see the game. I was busy. I caught bits of it, seen the highlights and all that. Um, so I, I can't really comment on the officiating. Uh, a lot of you have. And, you know, I don't mind people calling out the officiating. I don't mind people calling players out. I don't mind people calling me out for my commentary as well. It's uh, It crosses the line, though, when you start directing it at the players, at the referees, at, at anyone involved. If you're making it personal, that crosses the line. Uh, so some of the antics that I've seen on Twitter this weekend have been just really bad. And last weekend as well, Jesus. Like, genuinely, 
for some fans of some teams, I'm not going to single anyone out because that's unfair, but you should know who you are if you're listening to this. Um, some of you just know if your team loses, just stay off Twitter for a bit. It's, um, you, you know, you can catch up with your friends after the game. You can go into the bar afterwards. You can have a rant there. You can uh, blow off some steam to your friends on the way home or whatever. Just don't go onto Twitter because some of the stuff that was being said is just embarrassing. And a few things were just tasteless as well. Like, come on, you got to be better than I. It is, it is brutal. So um, I don't want to get too into that because it is going off on a bit of a tangent. But I, I didn't want to not address that because there's idiots in every fan base. Um, problem is they kind of are the more vocal ones after a loss. After last Saturday, Devils fans had every right to be upset, every right to be annoyed. But some of the things that were going on, Jesus, it was just brutal. Um, yeah, off on a tangent there, so we'll bury that. I'm sure some of you will agree, so some of you will disagree with my views on that. But we'll bury that now. We'll just go into um, this weekend. So Devils on Saturday, they take more penalty minutes than the Sheffield Steelers. Um, the Steelers score more power play goals, but yeah, we'll blame the officiating. Um, yeah. What I saw, though, from the highlights is it just seems that the Devils were in control. You could see as soon as they took that three-goal lead and they bounced out to a four-goal lead early in the second as well, it really killed the game there for the Steelers. It did good to get themselves back into it, but this wasn't a game that ended 7-3 because the Devils got two late empty netters because it was 5-3 at one point. This was a game that at one point was 7-1, and the Devils allowed the Steelers to get two late power play goals in the third, um, which... Bit of a concern that happened again on Sunday, um, closing out the game. But I suppose if you're that far ahead, it doesn't matter too much. So it's not too concerning in the scheme of this weekend. But overall, that is something that maybe you're going to want to watch for. Maybe you're not going to be too pleased if uh, that's going to be a recurring theme if you're Andrew Lord. So that's going to be something that Devil's going to have to work on. But for me, I just think that you know it was just a, a better performance by the Devils. An off night for the Steelers. Um... I don't think the officiating really played any part in it because I think the game was on its way to being a devil's win before any of the questionable officiating that was alleged uh, allegedly began. So I, it's difficult because you there, there's always bad calls. Every game there's always bad calls. You see it all the time. Um, last night though against the clan, I thought the referees were spot on. There was certain things they let go that they probably shouldn't have, but you could see they rectified it by allowing something else. There was an incident uh, with Scott Pitt and Joey Haddad. Devils fans wanted Scott Pitt to be sent to the box for holding a stick, but you rewind the tape about two, three seconds before, Joey Haddad should have been gone for hooking. So the holding the stick was a lot more obvious, but I think the referees realized that they had missed the hook, so they're not going to call the holding the stick because it would have been unfair. Um, but yeah, back to Saturday. It's good to see the Brits getting involved. Uh, Matthew Myers getting a goal, Josh Batch getting a goal, and Sam Duggan getting two. Uh, just to touch on Batch, I thought the last weekend against Belfast, he should have got more than just a man of the match on Sunday. He should have been man of the match Saturday as well. He was one of the few, if not only, players to shine all weekend long, and he's continued to do that this weekend. In fact, he's been doing it for a few weeks now. I've been very, very impressed with Josh Batch. I don't think he's done anything uh, wrong so far this season. In fact, I I think this is his ninth year now with the Devils. I think this is possibly the best hockey I've seen Josh Batch play in a while, if not ever. I think 
I wrote about him today for Chasing the Puck, so you can read that article. But basically, he's not the point scorer. He's not going to be the guy impressing you with his point totals. What he does away from the puck, what he does with his physicality and all that, is what makes him so successful and so, so important to this Devils team. Arguably, this he has been, at times this season, the Devils' most important player. Um, so... I'm really happy the way Josh Batch has been playing over the last couple of weeks, and I was really happy with him last weekend against the Giants, especially during all that adversity with uh, the Giants just dominating them at home. Uh, so it's good to see Josh Batch getting involved and getting himself on the score sheet as well. Another guy to get himself on the score sheet, Sam Duggan, two goals Saturday night. Very, very good uh, goal in that second one. First one, he's just in the right position. He's in the right position so much. He, he, you can see that he's really working on his game in all areas. Uh, you watch him in warm-ups, his shot is getting better and better. And that came up big in that second goal. Josh Batch driving the net, making that screen. That's exactly what I mean. It's what he does away from the puck that makes him so important. But Sam Duggan with a great snipe past Thomas Duber right as that screen set up for his second goal. Just a really, really well-worked goal by Duggan. And it's good to see him uh, finally get on the goals, uh, finally get a goal this season because he's been close a few times. He was close a couple of times on Sunday as well. Um, but I just think that for him, he just needs to get that monkey off the back and I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple more being banged in over the next couple of weeks. Uh, he's really, really got a long time still to prove uh, his potential and he's making a great start to it. Um, then Sunday against Glasgow, we'll just jump into that now. I thought it was just a very, very crisp and confident performance by the Devils. I thought they didn't really put any foot wrong at all. Um, the passing was more or less perfect, especially the D2B, uh, D2D passing, which they sort of went away from last weekend. They were more uh, inclined to settle the puck down. They weren't rushing to play up ice. They were doing all the little things right in their own zone, trying to calm things down, keep themselves in control. They were controlling the tempo. They were making sure that they knew what was going on in the ice and they weren't going to allow Glasgow any opportunity easily. Um I just think that defensively, the team really stepped up to help out Ben Bounds, who was had a very good game. Uh, he was very good all weekend as well, from what I've seen in the highlights and from the entire game. Um, for Glasgow, it was always going to be tough. Uh, so many key injuries right now. Matthew Waugh was back in the lineup, but I understand he's had a knock recently. So whether or not he was back at full health, I don't know. Um, guys like Nolan Laporte, who I will sing his praises all day long. I think he's been a fantastic signing for the clan. Um, he was out, you know, they did, they made the best of what they could do. And I think if they perform like that with short numbers, when they have everyone back, they're going to be absolutely on fire. They've, I really, really like what Fitzy's done. Also, it's good. It's nice to see him back on the ice and he hasn't lost that intensity or that passion at all. He's still... Very intimidating guy off the ice. Le lovely guy off the ice, though. Um, you know, it, it was good to see him step up, lead by example, by putting the kit on. You know, he's he's only a couple of months removed from playing, so he's still going to be in relatively good shape. Um, so it, it was good to see him stepping up, and I thought he really helped the team out a lot. Uh, but I thought, overall, Glasgow, they had spells where they looked very dangerous, especially uh, in the third period um, there, where they had goals from Rasmus Bierum, who's been sensational so far this season. Uh, Scott Pitt, Matt Becker were up to their usual tricks of just being excellent hockey players. Patrick Lean, bit of an off night for him, but still come up with some clutch saves when he needed to. Uh, just unfortunate that it was um, 
I feel as though that's something that I was saying about Patrick Colleen a lot last year. Was that it was just unfortunate that uh, so many went past him because he he didn't play like a goalie is who conceded seven. I thought he had a, a pretty solid game, to be honest. Um, one thing I want to point out, though, before we go back into the devil stuff, is about Glasgow and their young Brits. I put this on Twitter last night, and I've got to say, Zach Fitzgerald is doing a fantastic job there in um, Glasgow to get his young Brits some ice time, get them that experience. I think that, you know, if you're a young Scottish uh, up-and-coming player, that's the place you want to be, maybe. Because you you look at Chad Smith, for example, he, he made a bold decision, and mad respect to him for doing this. He put his potential career on hold, left without a contract, left without anywhere to go, just to potentially have a chance at getting some more ice time and developing his career further. Um you know, it's, it's a very brave move for him, and credit to him, it's paying off by the looks of it, because he was getting some decent ice time on Sunday night from Zach Fitzgerald, uh, another guy as well, 17-year-old Liam Stenton, uh, fair play to him, he held his own going up against some big-name players in the Devils roster, you know, he he wasn't intimidated, he didn't get th- thrown about physically, he, in fact, he was getting involved physically where he could as well, so, you know, he's definitely one to keep an eye on for the future, I'm not sure if he's uh, on the... I'm not sure if he's included in the under-20s list, but I'm assuming he's going to be on the U18 team uh, for GB in April. But, you know, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. I, I like the direction that they're going with their young Brits. And obviously, Matt Howlett didn't ice, but every time I've seen him so far, I've just been so impressed with him. So, you know, fair play to Fitzy for showing that faith in his young Brits, and they're repaying that faith with solid performances. But for the Devils, though, uh, we'll just get back to them before we wrap things up. It was a much-needed win for them on Saturday just to get themselves back in the win column. Uh, but I think for them it was an m- even more needed win on Sunday to get themselves another win at home and get the crowd back into it because they they were rightly unhappy last week. They had a right to moan. Whether or not they did it in the correct manner is another story. Uh, but you know it was about getting the fans on side, giving them something to cheer about after a dismal weekend last week. For me, Fournier, man of the match, picked up. It was it was difficult to pick a man of the match out of that one. I said Joey had had on the stream. It could have been anyone. It could have been Batch. It could have been Duggan. It could have been Richie. It could have been Bounds. It could have been absolutely anybody. I don't think anyone really put a foot wrong on that game. But, you know, Fournier, he's really, really coming alive lately. Uh, he's He's been good all year, don't get me wrong. But lately, he's really, really coming alive. You watch what he does on that first goal. It's just a fantastic bit of skill from him. Picks the puck up behind the net after Ben Bounce touches it just to get himself his first point of the season with an assist on that one. Way to go, Bouncy. Uh, but he picks the puck up, gets across the blue line, and he has two clan players to get past who are playing very aggressive, trying to close him down. And he makes that slight body adjustment and brings the puck in closer. So that body adjustment means that he can dodge away from any potential check that's coming in but uh, bringing it in closer means it's harder for the clan to potentially poke that away because if they do they are risking a tripping call but all the time he's doing that he doesn't lose his momentum at all so he's able to get around the other guy the third guy there to get into the zone the great pass over to uh, Blair Riley controls it with one touch shoots with another and it's into the back of net and also the teddy bear toss starts so then I repeat a two years ago where it was a teddy bear toss that was not where it got disallowed. <laughs> Very weird if that happens. Do they get do people get their bears back and they have to do it again, or I don't know. But either way, it was good that Patrick Lee wasn't a Grinch as well and posting the shutout. So uh, I think Mike DiPietro, he's in the OHL last year or the year before, I think, um, posted three shut three straight shutouts in the Teddy Bear Austin. He got the nickname the Grinch. But 
you know, Fournier, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. You know, he, he, did a, he did a very good job on that goal to get the assist. He picked up another assist, but his goal uh, was just a thing of beauty. Bryce Reddick, who we'll touch on in a second, uh, with the assist. Admittedly, a lucky assist uh, because he fans on his pass. But it was going to Fournier anyway, so technically he probably would have got the assist anyway because Fournier was in the right position to get past his man anyway. But the fact that he fans on it made it easier for Fournier uh, to get past Scott Jacklin cut back to the front of the net and just roof a beautiful backhand past uh, Patrick Colleen. I just thought it was just an unbelievable goal from an unbelievable player. Um, but yeah, Bryce Reddick. I got to the rink yesterday, checked the game sheets, and I genuinely thought there was a typo because it had Bryce Reddick listed as fourth-line centre, which was weird because he's not a centre. Um I don't know if he played centre at all, but he definitely played on the forward unit. He played a, sh- a couple of shifts on defence as well, but he played a lot of time as a forward. So um, fair play to him for being being willing as well to step up and just do what it takes to help the team out, whether or not it means playing out of position. You know, it's good to see a guy like that. He knows that, you know, with the abundance of defencemen in the Devils roster, someone's going to have to make way. And Redick, he's, you know, you can't question his commitment at all to this team. Um, given the way that things started for him in Cardiff with all the abuse he had, this goes back to the social media thing I mentioned earlier on, for him to be here for his third season, play with this much passion, it shows how much he loves this club. And fans, they sure love him now. Maybe some of them didn't. Uh, they didn't give him a fair chance either. But they sure love him now. And he had a fantastic game as a forward. So it's just good to see him back in the lineup. Good to see him contributing. Had a couple of looks on net as well. And he didn't look as though he had lost any of that tenacity, any of that ferociousness to his game. So I'm, I'm very glad to see that. Whether or not... Him being a forward is going to be a regular thing remains to be seen. But I'm not opposed to it because I, did, I thought it went well. But for me, I thought overall, very impressive um, performance by every member of the Devils team. Uh, like I said, officiating was more or less spot on. Clan, it was just missing a few key guys. Um, but, you know, they're such a good team this year. I, I've got, you can't give Zach Fitzgerald enough credit for how well he's recruited and how well that club has bounced back from you know, almost the shock departure of Pete Russell uh, in May, I think it was. For them to then have to get a new coach in, start the recruitment process again, more or less. I think they've done a fantastic job. Zach Fitzgerald deserves a lot of credit for what he's done there. He's taken a team that came into the season looking like a dark horse. They're not a dark horse. They're a contender. That's the fact of it. They're not a dark horse anymore. They're just a true contender. So fair play to them. I'm sure the next time, well, on Saturday, when the Devils play them, it might be a different outcome because Glasgow, they're a proud team as well. So be interesting to keep an eye on that one. Won't uh, be able to watch it because there's no stream, but... You can watch one in Fife on Sunday because this weekend it is a Scotland doubleheader. So for all you Devils fans going out, hope you enjoy it. Hope you, uh, hope your livers are okay when you come back. But I doubt it because my dad goes on those away trips. And I know that they don't always come back that healthy, those livers. But yeah, Scotland doubleheader. So uh, probably won't have a recap of that on the next episode because of the lack of a stream in uh, Glasgow. Next episode will probably be towards the middle to end of next week after the uh, first leg of the Challenge Cup final against Belfast and ahead of the meeting on Saturday against the Nottingham Panthers. But that is going to wrap things up uh, for episode 14, episode 15. 
for this episode, whatever episode it is. Um, thanks for sticking with me. Like I said, technology, illness, and life sometimes gets in the way, but I am trying to make sure I'm committed to doing this a lot more regularly, so I'm going to make sure that I do one next week for definite. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening once again. I've got a couple of interviews lined up as well for the new year, so it's still just going to be me talking for a couple more weeks, but I do have a few that lined up. I've got one already agreed. We're just trying to set a date. Uh, I've reached out to a couple more. The uh, very interesting, especially the Devils fans, I think. Interesting to the fans around the league for some of them as well. So, um, yeah, like I said, thank you very much for listening to the Hampson Hockey Podcast presented by JasonThePuck.com and I will talk to you all again soon.